we've all done things we're not very proud of, things that require us to go to confession. And even when we are witness to Christ's powerful grace and mercy, we still fall short. Well, the same is true for young Micah. And in her new book for children, A Miracle for Micah, Claudia Cangillo McAdams shows children what happens in the sacrament of reconciliation and why forgiveness is so important. Claudia is joining me today to tell us a little bit more about little Micah. Good morning, Claudia. It's great to have you back on the show. Good morning. Love visiting with you. Thank you for having me. Well, of course, it's such a beautiful time of year. We're entering into this penitential season of Lent. So many parishes are offering this reconciliation service. And many young children, well, they're preparing for their sacraments this year, starting with reconciliation. So tell us a little bit about uh, young Micah and how you kind of came up with this idea for the book. This story, A Miracle for Micah, is set in Capernaum at the time of Jesus. So Micah is a a fictional boy who I put in Capernaum at the time of Jesus so that he could interact with our Lord. And uh, I'll tell you first why it's in Capernaum, and then I'll tell you a little bit about the story. Um, I had the opportunity to do a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, and Capernaum was one of my favorite stops. It's It's a ruined city, as Jesus predicted it would be, but what is there are the ruins of the temple, excuse me, the synagogue, where he gave his bread of life discourse and the ruins of St. Peter's home above which is built a Catholic church with a glass floor. So you can be in that church and look down into what would have been St. Peter's home. And the miracles that occurred there would would be the healing of Peter's mother-in-law, the paralytic being let down through the roof to be cured by Jesus. And And I've set other stories in Capernaum. Last year, I did The Real Presence with Ascension Press which had two cousins who lived in Capernaum, and and it's a story about the Eucharist, and they meet Jesus. And when I started to write the story about Micah and reconciliation, I thought, I want to put this in that same setting. So Micah is a boy who lives near Capernaum. His mother sends him to the market with money to buy food for the family. But he has a different idea. He thinks that if he sneaks onto Peter's rooftop where the fish are drying, he can just help himself and save that money for something yummy. He he wants a treat for himself and his brother. So he steals fish. But in the times that he's up there on Peter's rooftop, he witnesses those miracles I just alluded to. However, Jesus does catch him stealing fish. And Micah comes to realize how his sinful actions hurt so many people. Peter, himself, Jesus, his younger brother who sees what he does. And he repents for stealing and Jesus gives him that beautiful mercy and absolute forgiveness of Micah's sins. And Micah repents, changes his life, and at the end of the story becomes part of a very special miracle himself. Well, Claudia, you use this book in order to help young kids and their families who are preparing for reconciliation. You also use this sense of this childlike imagination, how children can place themselves in this story. And even as us parents, when even we know what the right thing is to do, we still fall short. So how can how do you use that imagination and then help really explain how the sacrament of reconciliation is still there for all of us. You know, imagination is a powerful tool, particularly with kids, but adults as well. When we enter into stories with our minds, 
then we get the opportunity to grow as persons. We can put ourselves in the shoes or the sandals of that main character and think, what would I do if I had been in that situation? And St. Ignatius of Loyola developed a method of entering into the Gospels that way, where we put ourselves in the Gospel story. And he said that God can use our imaginations to converse with us. So it's my hope that kids and their parents who read A Miracle for Micah realize that they are just like this young character. They are tempted, they fall, they can repent and be forgiven. And so I think it's it's a story of great hope for all of us, not just for children, but for adults as well. Oh, and for sure, Claudia, every time we all step into the confessional and receive that absolution, that's a miracle for all of us that we can experience anytime we need it. The name of her new book is A Miracle for Micah. It is available through Ascension Press. Well, there is so much more to this. A book, of course, it's beautifully illustrated. It's told so well for children of you know, of all ages, really, to learn more about reconciliation. But there's also a discussion and activities guide that comes along with it. Tell us about it. I like to make those guides available at no charge through my website, which is claudiamcadam.com. People can go there and request a, a discussion and activities guide for any of the books that I've written. And those guides are generally a dozen or more pages. They offer fun things to do, a maze, a word search, fill in the blanks, that type of thing, coloring pages. But there are also some questions to go deeper about the story and to apply the lessons learned in the story to the reader's own life. So it's a way, it's a free resource that families and educators can use to expand the experience of reading that book. Well, it is a free resource you'll find at Claudia's website. The book is A Miracle for Micah. It is available through Ascension Press, and I'm sure any of our wonderful local Catholic bookstores would also have that available as well. Well, Claudia, I sure can't let you go until I have a chance to talk about The Chosen. And speaking of miracles, you kind of were able to sit in on one of Christ's miracles as an extra in the show. Please tell us about this and what it was like to be there. It was a great experience. Last year, we had the opportunity. My husband and I took our two oldest grandchildren with us. We flew from Denver, where we live, to Midlothian, Texas, to be part of the filming of the feeding of the 5,000. It's the, the miracle that it's included in all four Gospels. That's how important it is. And it is the story that concludes season three of The Chosen. And we love The Chosen. And being a part of it, even being extras, little dots in the background, was wonderfully faith-enhancing. It was It was such a great experience. There were... 12,000 people who came to be part of this filming. Wow. Men, women, children, they came from all 50 states and 36 foreign countries. And the filming was split up over a few days so that our group, for example, had one big, long six or seven hour session. Another group had their session, et cetera. And um, the family sitting next to us had six little children. They had driven from Toronto, Canada to Midlothian, Texas to sit out in the broiling hot record-setting heat last June to film those scenes. And it was really, really a great experience. And even better was being able to to listen to Jonathan Rumi, the Catholic actor 
who plays Jesus so marvelous, marvelously, speak to us, speak to the crowd and tell us a little bit of his journey and encourage us that miracles happen to him, can happen to us. And on the final day of shooting, he asked if he could pray the Our Father with the crowd. And he says, I want to pray it in Aramaic, which he did. And he started off the prayer by making the sign of the cross in a beautiful witness to his Catholic faith. Wow. Claudia, I mean, recognizing this is a film set and there were lots of people there, just again, letting your imagination go a little bit must have still felt a little bit like what these people must have experienced on the banks of the river listening to Christ himself. Did you really maybe in your own mind set yourself into that space and time? I think we all did. You know, I mean, it was arduous for us as modern day people with lots of comforts serving as extras. And I mean, we all had water and snacks that we could stick under the blankets we sat on on the ground when we weren't shooting. So we were hydrated and fed. Those people 2000 years ago during that miracle Mm. were not. They were hungry. They were thirsty. They were tired. They were probably hot, too. So it really let us just get a little bit of a glimpse as to what that might have been like. And as Jesus says in The Chosen, he says, I'm the one who caused their their hunger because I kept them here so long. I can be the one who can resolve that. And he does in The Chosen in that beautiful miracle of the multiplication of the loaves and the fish. Oh, well, fantastic. Claudia, that just sounds like an incredible experience. And thank you so much for sharing that experience with us. Thank you also for writing this wonderful book, A Miracle for Micah. Again, remind our listeners where they can purchase a copy online and find those digital resources. They can go to ascensionpress.com slash Micah. That's spelled M-I-C-A-H. You can visit my website, ClaudiaMcAdam.com, see a book trailer of this book and my other books as well to get an idea what they look like and sound like. And also on my website, I have an article I've written about my experience on the set of The Chosen, which might be fun for people to read as well. Oh, fantastic. Well, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for sharing Micah with us and also your experience on The Chosen. Thanks for joining The Morning Blend. Thank you. God bless you all. And again, that is Claudia McAdams. So the name of the book, A Miracle for Micah, it is available through Ascension Press. I will be sure to add links to where you can get right to the pages Claudia was talking about. You'll find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.